Hi, everyone. Um, Welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. Um, My name is Liz, and I'm here to talk about and share experiences and topics that I think are so important in our modern world today. And today's episode is going to be about running from my comfort zone. Now, before we just dive in, I think it's safe to say that I need to go and backtrack a bit and just talk about how I grew up and just how this idea of a comfort zone came to be. So I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I genuinely have never been back since. I do have friends um, that I actually met abroad that are from um, St. Louis, which was really cool. But I myself have just never been back. A lot of um, my family actually grew up there as well. After that, we actually went to Southern California for a year, my parents and I. And then after that, we went to China. One thing that I should probably preface with is that um, my mother is Chinese and I come from a biracial background and I'm very proud of it. I actually went and lived in Hong Kong for two years and this was where my siblings were born and after that we went to a city called Guangzhou for two more years Um, and I went to an international preschool there and looking back at a lot of these younger videos of me. It's just crazy that to see that I used to speak what was nearly fluent Mandarin. And nowadays, um, I'd like to say that I'm quite confident in my Mandarin speaking skills, but I also think that I could definitely be better and there's just always room to improve. So after these four years in China, we picked up and moved back to Southern California. And that's where I've spent a majority of my life growing up. I don't recall too much of what this move was like for me as a six-year-old child, but I would imagine that it wasn't easy. And I think especially as a child, when I was developing, you know, language speaking skills and learning English, I was also making friends. Moving back to Southern California, I think, was just something must have clicked in my mind that I needed to be developing a new comfort zone. And I think that after living in a space in a city for a couple of years, you can easily develop a comfort zone in where you're living in your home. And I think I must have just had luck on my side, but I also have a lot of baby videos to prove that I was a very extroverted, very loud child. So I think that making friends for me um, wasn't too hard. And I do have a lot of memories of friends that I made in elementary school and middle school and some friends that I still keep in touch to this day, which I just think is really amazing. And all in all, in my time in Southern California, I actually ended up going to two different elementary schools. And I don't know how it may work in terms of where you're living in the world, in the U.S., but um, we had a couple different like school districts. And so I actually was in a different school district for my elementary school than the middle school that I went to. And so that also just felt like a total change of pace, change of environment, change of people. And while this wasn't as hard as moving countries, this was just another adjustment to make in what was my early teenage years. And then furthermore, I would then go on to go back to that old school district for high school. 
And by the way, me sharing this is definitely not by any means me complaining. I think maybe 16-year-old me at the time would have complained about it, but I think looking back at these experiences now, I really do appreciate them because I think that they have truly helped me grow in terms of being able to make the most out of um, uncomfortable situations, situations that you weren't expecting, and just adapting to change a lot faster. And more specifically, I think a particular experience that I really owe a lot of these habits and skills that I've developed to is moving in the middle of high school. And this was definitely something that was totally unplanned. Um, by my parents, by my dad's job. This was something that we didn't see coming and it was something that probably came at what couldn't have been a worse time for me. I was going through an eating disorder. I was diagnosed as anorexic and there was just a lot of different factors in my life at the time that were contributing to my mental health. This really amplified it. And that's definitely something that I want to talk about more in another episode. But for now, I'd really just love to focus on this idea of moving and not having really any control over it. And as someone who is quite a control freak and probably has a bit of OCD, um, I absolutely hated it. I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. I wasn't, I didn't want to agree with it. I was trying to find friends in Southern California to move in with. Um, I had a high school boyfriend at the time that was joking um, about getting me pregnant to try and get me to stay. I mean, really put yourself in my shoes and see that this was kind of a city, a town that I had spent at that point, 11 years of my life growing up in. And I knew so many people from my neighbors to friends from school, friends from soccer. My family had, you know, restaurants that we were regulars at and places where people just knew you. And being able to establish that type of comfort in a place, I think, is really hard to then step away from and just walk away and have to go and start over in a whole new place. And especially the idea of moving from sunny Southern California to rainy, cold, overcast Washington was just a complete turnoff to me, to 16-year-old me as well, because I I would now definitely say that I prefer Washington weather to California weather just because You've got seasons and you've got, you know, lakes and forests and hikes and all that sort of stuff. And, well, I digress. If you haven't been to Washington, please do yourself a favor, book a trip. Maybe not right now because of coronavirus, but when it's more safe. Um, But yeah, at the time, I hated it. I hated the idea. I couldn't stand that we were moving to a different state, to a new city, new town, and I couldn't feel, I couldn't help but feel more alone when we finally did move. I specifically remember just once we had everything moved into the house, once I had my room set up, I just suddenly realized that I didn't know anyone but my family in this whole town. And I think that really scared me. And it was kind of terrifying just because I was, I, held all this anger inside of me at especially my parents for making us move 
from what was my comfort zone. And I think that that's probably the first comfort zone that I had truly established as a young adult and where a lot of my memories of my childhood revert to. And even within the first year of moving to this new town, I found myself making trips to go back and visit friends in Southern California quite often. And I think that I was really, this really discredited me because I wasn't able to truly make friends in the way that I should have. And I think that this was kind of my coping mechanism of being able to go and go back to what was comfortable before and where I felt I had that I didn't have to try as hard and this was totally evident as well when I look back at my last two years of high school in Washington when I would go and do my makeup and hair every single day and when I'm saying that I was doing my hair I was curling it and people used to they wouldn't make fun of me but they kind of just knew me as the girl that had a half up do with a little bow in her hair and like curled hair full makeup done and I am telling you as a 24 year old today not even just because of quarantine I have never worn as much makeup as I wore in high school And I do think that part of this was attributed to the eating disorder and being bullied in middle school. And like I said, there will be a whole nother episode on all of that that I will cover. But I think what I really truly wasn't addressing and what I wasn't realizing is that change is not only good, but sometimes it's necessary. And this is the first point that I want to make By saying this, I'm not trying to say that having a comfort zone is bad by any means. I think that some people will live in a city their whole lives and they'll just stay put. And I think that that just works for some people. But I think for someone like me who truly has really big dreams to travel and live abroad and continue to be moving... I think that this was totally necessary to set me up for where I am now. Which brings me to my second point, and I think that it's to not to rush. Um, I think that regardless of whether you're in a circumstance or situation that is in your control, that is out of your control, I think it's so important to take into account where you are in that moment, as well as the people around you. More specifically, I've spent probably the better half of the last three years trying to chase this dream of relocating and living in London. And it all started three years ago. It would have been honestly like dead on this time three years ago, August of 2017 is when I first ever went to London. And I was just doing a study abroad program. It was just a 28-day program. I would get a bit of credit for it for my college degree, but to be honest, it was just my excuse to finally leave the university and leave my college town to just get out and see what else was out there. And genuinely, I attribute so much of my life and life choices, um, at least recently, to this study abroad program because it really gave me this whole perspective of the fact that there is an entire world outside of your home, outside of your college town. And I not only got to see London for the first time, I got to learn at a university in London. I got to travel to Greece and It was just a whole different experience in a city that is so multicultural that I 
just completely fell in love with it. And I fell in love with it so much that I actually ended up applying for a master's program, for a couple of master's programs in London, literally the very next year. I remember getting back from that study abroad program and jumping into what was my last sorority recruitment for before my senior year of college. And I remember just not being able to shut up about how in love I had fallen with a city, essentially. And even in the last week of my study abroad program, I was already looking up how you could apply to school in the UK, what it took, how much money it was, etc. And even then, I would say that I was already rushing this first really special experience in London. And like, I remember coming into the last week of my study abroad program and being just feeling my heart sink because I was not ready to leave. And I was already looking for ways to come back. And I, as much as that is exciting and that's fun and, you know, you're planning for the future, I wasn't really treasuring that last week. I feel like I was already in my mind on the next step. I was already, my mind was in the next year and what I was going to do, what deadlines I needed to make to apply to these schools. And I just think that it was so important that I should have stopped and I should have tried to take in that experience more and really hone in on what that experience meant for me. And once I was in my senior year, I was already focusing a lot of my time on perfecting my applications to these schools in London and really just keep trying to keep this dream alive of wanting to go back. And once I got my first acceptance from a graduate school in London, it was, I think, January of my senior year, so about right in the middle, I suddenly just gave all of my focus, all of my time to preparing for that. And that is a whole process, to be fair, in terms of visas and all that fun stuff. But I really reflect a lot on my senior year is that I was rushing to get back to London and I wasn't taking in the experience that is your senior year of college, which really is a massively important part of your life or at least something that you're always going to be reflecting on. And maybe I'm just being a bit too hard on myself, but this is just, I think, one of the few regrets that I have when I look back on at least the last 23 years of my life up until now. And my third and final learning point slash tip is to take advantage of the environment that you're in. And by this, I mean, you know, when I look back at like these different experiences that I've had in different states and different countries, I think it's really easy to hone in and think that, you know, you don't know anyone in these new situations or these situations that you can't control, you feel like you're alone and you don't have people to reach out to. But I think once you stop and look around at your surroundings and especially if you're on your own in a new city, I think it's really important to get connected into your city. And whether that is through a volunteer program, whether that's through a gym or a workout class or somewhere that you are able to meet new people, I think you're then able to give yourself the best shot of making the most of your current situation or wherever you're at in life. And if workout classes aren't your thing because they really aren't for everyone, I would genuinely recommend Bumble BFF. Um, This is not sponsored by any means, but I actually, when I was moving back to London for my master's program two years ago now, I 
moved there not knowing anyone. And genuinely, I just wanted to find a good friend, girlfriend, or someone to just hang out with for the day, to sightsee, to take some fun photos. And um, I met a girl named Kelsey on it. And it was actually a really fun experience. We're still friends to this day. We keep um, connected on social media. But hey, friends are friends. So that is going to wrap up the first full episode of the Resiliency in Running podcast. Um, I really hope you enjoyed it. And I would love if you would like to, I think you can subscribe on Apple, but you follow on Spotify, whatever your preferences and music um, choice. I would love to see you in the next episode. And if you've got a question, comment, topic idea, I would love to hear it. Um, You can shoot me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. It's just my name at Liz Newcomer, but I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.